0: Hello and welcome to Champion Casters, a podcast about heroes and craft, where we analyze the motifs and themes behind your favorite film and television heroes, and everything we say is in Comic Sans. Today we're talking about the MCU's interpretation of the hero, The Vision, uh, as he's currently uh, been created in the MCU timeline, and as he's currently being portrayed in the new Disney Plus original show, WandaVision.
1: Uh, I'm Michael Ruiz. And I'm Joe Tomlin. Yeah, I'm really uh, excited to talk about the vision today. But first, Michael, I've got a question for you. Lay it on me. Would you date a synthesoid? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, what, when we're talking about synthesoids, we're talking about like the technical term for androids that that uh, vision is.
0: Yeah. See, okay. Here's 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 on my honest answer. I think this is kind of a cover-all answer for all my like, would you date X kind of thing. And I think because synthoids are the 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 beings that they are uh I'm like I'm probably like four notches on the monster monster lover chart kind of thing, like yep. so I think that synthesoids seem pretty tame to me. it's like oh yeah they're they're a robot person, but they're still a person to me you know i've I'm, I'm still I could still get into it, kind of thing, so yeah, i think like it it is a being with sentience, therefore is a being of love, therefore we could love them, so
1: yeah. You know, now that you mention it and you mentioned there's different monsters, I think that this question is kind of answered in the shape of water. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is all about like would you would you love and it would you want to fuck a monster? Yeah. And <laughs> this is a rated R podcast. And <laughs> I, I, I guess the same answer I would have the same answer is Vision is a sentient being with thoughts and feelings and cares. And has all the all the different like human human associated emotions and feelings mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah I would definitely want to, like even in the comic book the vision written by Tom King, mm-hmm. vision has this earnest and like human desire to want to have a family, mm mm-hmm. even though that's like flawed within that within that text, yeah, because you know his fraught relationship with Wanda is over whether or not she creates the kids and he creates the kids, you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that there there are like s- some like human desires there that are very relatable. But we're not talking about the comics. We're talking about the MCU, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that run in
0: particular is probably going to come up in our uh in our conversation just because this uh this new Disney Plus show seems to be pulling from it even if in uh, tiny ways. So like it'll definitely be referenced and that's also probably very po- it's just a popular vision run in general. So There might be slight references, but this is definitely going to focus more on uh, WandaVision and using the kind of MCU, you know, the whole grand 10 minutes Wanda and Vision
1: get in the MCU up to this point as a little bit of a backdrop (laughs) for the conversation. Yeah, so maybe maybe we should chart out for our listeners that brief history before we talk about the show itself.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Wanda, I mean, not Wanda. Vision was created by Ultron. As like kind of a, a like new host body for himself, but they were he was taken by the Avengers at the time, and he was kind of input with the brains of I believe Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, and then he came to life by the Mind Stone being placed in his forehead and a bolt of lightning from Thor, which kind of like Frankenstein'd him to life, if I remember correctly. Uh, and yes, and it kind of oh, and it used Jarvis's voice. Or something like that. I forget how that worked exactly. All I know is they have the same actor playing them, and that afterwards mm-hmm. Tony had to get a new
1: AI. Yes, that is that is what occurred here. And being born from a vi- like technically being born from a villain like Ultron, Vision to the surprise of our heroes and the audience became a hero. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was able to wield Thor's mighty hammer that only worthy people can can wield. Yes. Vision became a hero. He fought some. He fought some bad guys, and they're like very. He very quickly got involved in a relationship with Wanda. Mm-hmm. They had some cute scenes together in Captain America: Civil War. They and fought a little bit there, and then Vision. I guess his next appearance after that, Vision died in Infinity War. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's. There's been a lot of background work with these two characters, specifically you know, like Wanda Vision. It's fitting that they have their own kind of show together. You know, they've always been characters that kind of are defined together, uh and are being developed at the exact same time. And they kind of always—they're always like a c-plot in someone else's movie. You know, because yeah. the joke is that uh Captain America: Civil War is already like Avengers three, and WandaVision kind of get this little moment in there, but it's—it's it's just like ten minutes. I'll be, I think it's, an, I think of all the, of all the C plots in Marvel movies, I think it's a pretty good 10 minutes, but it is only like 10 minutes where these characters were kind of meant to be invested in by the time we get to Endgame, because like the, the, the final conclusion to kill Vision at the end of that movie, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it, that it kind of rides Infinity on War. you caring, or Infinity War, yeah, that it, it rides mm-hmm. on you caring about their relationship enough to understand the drama of Scarlet Witch destroying the Mind
1: Stone. And I think we're probably dealing with the repercussions of that decision in this series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, For Wanda to make that choice to essentially kill her boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now, as we're watching WandaVision, there's this strange tension of whether or not Vision is real in mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. For reference, we've only watched the show up to halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for halfway through the this this first season of WandaVision, and we believe that what we're observing is Wanda creating or like animating Vision's dead body in this Mm -hmm. world that she's created, Mm -hmm. because there's a flash at the end of episode four. We believe I believe where Vision's corpse is walking towards her, but still talking. Yes. That being said, we still think Vision is a really interesting hero to talk about because there's a lot of implications in his relationship with Wanda. Mm-hmm. Vision being a robot, you could you could see him as uh, a symbol of order, and Wanda being a witch, she could be a symbol of chaos. And what is it like to have these two romantic characters as foils for each other, especially throughout the series?
0: Yeah. It's I mean I think it's one of the ways that they've kind of worked to differentiate them from each other and make their you know their their little bit of time feel more striking because they're so different from one another and as a result it also makes them feel like uh, it makes their their strengths all the more uh, stronger and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really good choice for the most part and we can get into we get into the nuances of it later but we're doing vision now because The interpretation of Wanda will probably, our interpretation of Wanda will probably change by the end of this series airing. And as a result, we can only really do Vision now as I think they're doing interesting stuff with Wanda's character, or at least I hope they are. But in terms of Vision, I do think that having him be such like a logical style character while still being prone to the kind of the goofiness is only kind of meant to endear you to him. And at the very least, it works for me. It kind of plays into the kind of non-human person that Vision is. And like, mm-hmm. in the kind of vague sense that a lot of TV seems to go for, or just media in general seems to go for with androids or, or monsters or aliens or whatever, where he is kind of meant to be othered in some capacity. He is meant to be something that is not us. Everything we've kind of watched kind of works, even the comics works to make that very apparent that he does not belong here in some capacity, right?
1: Right, yes. Um, Wanda and Vision both are kind of ostracized by the town, or at least that's the way that Wanda is interpreting it. Mm -hmm. And we think it's really interesting in the way in which Vision interacts with different characters in this series. Mm -hmm. But there's also a history of american family sitcoms yes where there is an otherized character in this series that's meant to be relatable but it's about ultimately conforming to an american ideal yeah and so we would also want to explore that like how does vision's character attempt to conform to like an american idealism or Mm -hmm. maybe attempt to combat that Mm -hmm. in different ways throughout this series and throughout the way he's been interpreted so far We think that this is definitely where the biggest draw upon Tom Tom King's comic book comes from, because Vision moves to a suburb outside of Washington, D.C. while working for the Avengers and tries to start a family. Uh, Which is
0: the exact plot of, I mean, it's not the exact plot of WandaVision, but it is the same idea of them being placed in this kind of caricature-like suburb and forced to fit into the world around them. Now, of course, WandaVision has a kind of satirical comedy style approach to its storytelling, you know, not to mention the weird kind of like you know fifth dimension it exists in because we're a show watching people watch a show in the m c u which is mm-hmm. i don't I don't know how many layers that's getting into, and I don't even know how deep that truly goes, like I said, the series is not over yet, but it does seem to be playing with the idea of sitcoms and everyone trying of drawing attention that this is kind of weird. While also being somewhat more lovable to the characters in it, does seem like we're playing with the 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 sitcom format a bit. I don't know how deep that'll go, but yeah, that is kind of what sitcoms generally were always meant to do. They're meant to kind of poke fun at the mundanity of real life, while also striking the striking the chord of like the weird, absurdist stuff that happens in our day to day life that we're just all okay with, but. You know, least of which is with uh, a woman who can move things with her mind and a husband who can fly. But we can get into that later. Because I do think something that's really interesting specifically about all of this and about Vision in general is that he's also one of the few characters who's like died and like stayed dead like post post uh, Infinity War. Like, with Infinity War, everyone who died at the end, you kind of just assume they'd come back, because that's how comic books work. It's like, everyone disappeared, yeah, everyone's sad, but also killed off Tom Holland, of course he's coming back. He has a five-movie a five movie deal with Marvel, and he's so hot on the scene, they wouldn't just kill their star lead like that. And so, it's weird that for all the heroes that came back, Vision's one of the few that didn't, and it seems to be kind of playing with that idea of death in this show a bit.
1: yeah it'll be interesting to get into that conversation of can one stay dead and maybe the show is is might lead towards the question of whether or not he was alive Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that later so let's get into the weeds of it all yeah let's talk about the differences between uh wanda and vision
0: yeah honestly did has their relationship ever worked for you like in in truth, has their relationship between Wanda and Vision when you're watching these movies ever felt, I don't know, uh, endearing or believable or not something that just felt
1: forced because you know it's true in the comics. And to imply that even that wasn't somewhat forced uh, in the <laughs> comics, but Fair enough. yes, this I I never bought their relationship. The closest okay. I ever got to it was during the early scenes of Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. where. Vision is attempting to make uh, a meal for Wanda from her home country. Mm-hmm. And it's very cute because it's that very human, relatable moment of you want to impress this person, so you try to do something that feels unique to them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: an individual to them, but you kind of fuck it up. <laughs> um, yeah, And that's fun. And, and And that's fun to see that human and relatable moment come from Vision himself. Mm -hmm. which emphasizes that this isn't just a robot you know yeah what's interesting is that like if we're talking about ordering chaos it's a very chaotic element to think that this logical and orderly robot can mess up a recipe
0: Mm Hmm. you know yeah i feel like they're doing this type of thing with Vision in particular of showing that in his like kind of logistical mind, there's still things that don't like there's like there's chaos in our world. And that's just part of our reality. And showing that like rules and structure and certain boundaries we have are a little bit silly. Like, in that scene specifically, it calls upon, like, a pinch of paprika or something like that, and he has this moment where he's like, what's a pinch? And he's, like, he goes towards it, and he's, like, kind of struggling with it, because yes, a pinch is a loosely defined degree of measurement that is not akin to a cup or something like that, and so therefore he doesn't understand it, because there's a little element of chaos in there, right, that doesn't make sense for his very ordered mind. Or even, like, doors, for what they are, he just kind of moves past that and it just kind of makes him pure more like awkward and stilted and i think awkward and stilted to a point of making him like that type of, that type of like adorkable stuff we all love uh because he's just yeah. kind of like a nerd <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he is and they definitely play that up in the series after mm-hmm. after this film mm-hmm. where vision is interpreted as this awkward accountant type mm-hmm who's trying to who's trying to play a husband he's really good at his job but a little too good so he needs to act dumb Mm -hmm. he's trying to uh make his boss happy but he but you know of course you know wanda has his chaotic powers so Mm -hmm. therefore it it causes a conflict yeah he's he's like the one trying to 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 keep some type
0: of grip over the situation when uh when like the boss and his wife come over and he's trying to keep things under control while Wanda's like has all like the pans and, and dishes floating in the air in the kitchen which is like a really cool I mean it's, it's just a really cool shot of when uh, uh, uh when the wife opens the the window and you see Wanda with all like the things around her and he just gets to kind of be a ham in ways in which we haven't seen this character be he's kind of just I mean like he's kind of just been Superman up to this point like a boring version of Superman you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he, he's just like, oh, yes, I, I believe in these the strict kind of like moral compass in my head from the Mindstone and from like the people who programmed me. Which now that I'm thinking about it, if you have Tony Stark and Bruce Banner's kind of like logistical mind, you'd probably end up being an asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, overall, it does seem like they have tried to really work to they've done a lot of work to make sure that there is a humanity to him. By giving him these types of silly qualities. uh, Which I guess are also meant to kind of reflect by Wanda's like a little bit, uh, I don't want to say edginess, but sharp. uh, In that like she feels a certain type of sadness. Like she gets like, she's the one in Civil War, like redirects the explosion. And then she's kind of like struggling with that grief while Vision's over here walking through walls, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yes wanda has definitely carried the emotional weight of that dynamic Mm -hmm. i would say to have vision in this series try and be your relatable one it's kind of interesting because i think he serves more of a purpose to be the audience stand in
0: and Mm -hmm. watching
1: like what goes on with with wanda and her mind and the Mm -hmm. way that she reacts to situations Mm -hmm. in throughout the series of wanda vision yeah and I like Vision. I, I I think he's I think he's a very fun character in the series. I think I, I do find him somewhat relatable. I like the way in which he desperately attempts to try to appear normal mm-hmm. in situations. Mm hmm you 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 often reference that moment in captain america civil war where he faces through the wall but what's funny about that scene is when wanda's just like we've talked about this you can't do that <laughs> and he's like oh right and then he like walks out of the door and like knocks and then comes back in you know like it's like the, it's like those kinds of moments where you're like oh yes like this is he he will try to obey two rules but he mm-hmm. still gives into chaos
0: version of I don't understand social cues which I think is it works enough. I guess that's probably where I'm at with this whole kind of like dynamic between the two of them specifically in that it's it's never been the highlight so to say. But I think Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are good actors and they do a lot mm-hmm. with the scenes that they are given. I mean cuz Yeah. regardless of Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron such a mess for all kinds of reasons, but mm-hmm. I think the two of them have like good enough chemistry. And so when they're in the when they're in the sitcom, they really start to shine together. Uh, least of which when uh, when Vision does things like when they put on their magic show together, I think that that's yes. cute enough. With Vision like accidentally showing off his
1: powers, it's funny because they make Vision appear drunk by having him accidentally swallow a piece of gum. Mm-hmm. So, in a very sixty sitcom way, they give you this animation of gum sticking up the gears inside his body so he acts slower so he says silly things and doesn't behave accordingly Mm -hmm. it kind of reinforces the idea that vision is a well-oiled machine Mm -hmm. and a very calculated person
0: to me i also wonder if like when you get that version of him with all the little tiny gears inside his body i wonder if it's just kind of showing that this is a like, kind of we've been talking about this vision is not the vision we know or it's some type of like hollowed out version of him that kind of kind of can be messed up by like a tiny piece of gum getting in his gears. Like because it's, it's, it's silly and simplified and comical because this is not entirely vision, right? This is this is possibly a projection of him somewhere out there or this is just his walking corpse that but I guess we'll find out as the series goes on. Uh, which I guess it's, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about him as a kind of like, as this kind of other character, this person that kind of doesn't fit in. Uh, what are we to make of this? Like, because we've talked about androids before, we're both in the, I feel like we're both in the camp of, I feel like android and, uh, you know, that type of cinema has needs to move past uh, the, the, the simple, like other tactics. But they do do a lot of this with vision. And I'm curious, how much of this do you think is good? And, like, what is, like, what has, like, stuck with you over the course of these movies?
1: One of the things that's really stuck with me is the the interesting reversal in Captain America Civil War, where Scarlet Witch is being held in a compound by Tony Stark, quote-unquote, for her protection, and Vision is trying to keep her there, and when she tries to escape, Vision says to her, you know, they... He says, they will never accept you. They will always see you as a monster or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she shoves him to like the core of the earth or whatever. She shoves him to the ground. And I think that that's very interesting because they don't really go out of their way to show Vision as being seen as a monster. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come from like a place of empathy. It comes from like, this is my logical assumption. Vision really sounds like a fucking asshole in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is. And both of them are placed in this scenario. This is the first time where Vision has genuinely felt like othered. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Although Otherwise, they're just like, oh, he's one of the Avengers. He's a hero. The flying robot is a hero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in this show where he has to hide his face he has to constantly present as normal by doing a normal amount of work in a in an expected period of time showing up to a meeting and expect and like just goofing around in a meeting rather than actually doing business because god knows meetings are actually important (laughs) (laughs) especially in covid times where maybe listeners you've had many meetings and realized when do i have time to actually do my work
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) this could have been an email (laughs) this
1: could have been an email yeah when you experience moments like that and vision is attempting to to try and assimilate into that into that lifestyle and that mindset. I think it just serves just enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah. what they're trying to do is call upon the tropes of these past television shows, whether whether it is Bewitched or The Brady Bunch or The Lucille Ball Show or whatever. In this show, it's really more of Wanda trying to project the way that she has felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're to assume that this is a projection of vision and not actually vision, this might be Wanda. I, I could s- interpret this more as Wanda expressing through vision the things that she has felt. What about you? Sadly, I do think
0: one of my favorite moments with this is in Age of Ultron when he does speak with Ultron at the end of it, with with Ultron's like final husk is there, and the you get the the quote. I think he's kind of uh, most attributed to. And Mike, like you just said, where he's like, you know, this world will never accept you. Like, human beings are so unpredictable. They're so, you know, chaotic. They're so wild. We can't predict them. And then Vision's like, you're right. You know, we, we can't. And that's kind of what makes them great. And, you know, maybe my naivete is just talking because I was born yesterday. And then, you know, he kind of, like, destroys the last bit of Ultron's, uh, Ultron's, uh, you know, like, doll. But, or, or last little bit of machine. And it it shows like this type of weird idealism he has in him, or even possible naivete, but but he's also treated like he has lots of uh, grandiose ideas in there in his head as well. This kind of gets brought up in Civil War when he's the first one who brings up like, oh, perhaps you know, perhaps our existence invites conflict. His words have weight, and I guess his fellow Avengers never treat him that way, which feels like I like obviously I don't want I don't want like our main heroes to be bigots, so to say. But in this uh, genre fiction where you're trying to depict someone who has been othered in some type of way, it does feel weird that everyone kind of just gets over him. And he's kind of only being othered at, like, select moments.
1: Yeah. Once again, we're only halfway through the series, Mm -hmm. so we'll see, but... As it stands, it doesn't seem as though the rest of the MCU has led up to this being a believable character trait. And they haven't quite done enough to really flesh out the themes for Vision personally in terms of this, in terms of being ostracized. Yeah. So it's it feels a bit weak, but we thought that it was important to mention. Yeah. As it may become important when we talk about Wanda.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's probably important too, just because that's also how he exists specifically in, like, Tom King's run, too, because yes. he, he... That's, like, that's like the basis of the entire run. His type of, like, strict kind of robotic logic doesn't even work in the realms of his own, like, kind of nuclear family imagination. And as a result, that type of environment that he's put into doesn't accommodate for his, like, you know, essentially his brain and his, you know, uh, approach to life, which I feel like is, once again, like you're kind of playing with that, the genre fiction just a tad bit more because... You're talking about what it means to have this type of synthetic mind that is also not human, but still sentient and worthy of like a perspective. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's really playing with like, what is a robotic persons who kind of functions under a very strict, like a logical kind of style programming. And it feels weird and stilted at times, but also you get the sense that's more of just who he is and that in itself feels like a stronger character choice than what we get sometimes. Where he, he he will just kind of like in the MCU where he'll just kind of like fold his legs over together and think and say in some type of like large uh, using like five syllable words to portray someone who is a uh, deeper, uh, deeper thinking, you know. <laughs> We're talking about conformity. Like this is ultimately talking about what it means to kind of by nature of being kind of othered. You're also talking about conformity at the exact same time. And this, I think, is more definitely more apparent in WandaVision than I think it is uh in the previous scenes other than the like the scene you said in civil war where he's trying to get wanda to kind of come in line and not uh
1: you know just accept her 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 like prison status <laughs> he, he 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 wants her to assimilate to the prison industrial complex that's set up by the avengers yes <laughs> Yes,
0: God. Civil War. Um, so, I mean, do you remember? This is a, this is a little bit of a side tangent. But do you remember when we thought Civil War was deep? Like we thought. Like now, I just look at that movie. like which like which brand of conservatism do you like more? You know, do you want your superheroes to be super cops or do you want them to be like super libertarians?
1: And even then, they don't like really evenly map onto that. No, C- Civil War. I think serves uh, serves best as an allegory for political discourse rather than an allegory for politic if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. like how how do political opponents treat each other not necessarily who do these political who do these ideologies map onto that's not what matters what matters is how they fight Mm
0: -hmm. and what they
1: fight over and what they do and i think that that's a better way to approach that movie and even then it's it's still is superheroes. <laughs> They're literally brawling at an airport.
0: <laughs> it ends up just feeling super reductive, right? It's just, yeah. it's, it's, oh, I mean, one, because it treats, it like takes the nature of conflict and displaces it from the context to which people argue. Uh, but that's just the failings of that movie. And that's just, I mean, I think that that was like just a trend at the time. Like, like conflict and versus movies became really popular at that time. Now it's even pre Trump,
1: yeah, technically, those films were written shot and and edited before Donald Trump was elected, but I guess it had become a point where political discourse was beginning uh beginning to to become as harsh as it is now, mhm, and maybe if you're in if you're if you're in a personal relationship with family and you have those types of, co- or friends or whoever, and you have those types of conversations. I can see how that comes onto paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I believe Civil War came out the same year as Batman v Superman, another mm-hmm. movie that, well, I'll take Civil War over Batman v Superman any day. Oh, yeah, but, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. I think what's interesting is uh, about Civil War specifically is that, you, you know, they, they have the fun idea of pitting Vision and Wanda against each other.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: at the end of the day, love prevails They're like, nice. okay, yeah, let's go home We're fine, mm-hmm. like, we're fine We're just gonna go home together, whatever
0: It's true, You know, we forgetting, too, that Vision Was also the one that technically fired the shot Knocked down Rhodey Damn <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. we could probably go one step further And also say that it was It was us, uh, Tony that gave the order Yeah To, like, hey, like, you know, stop, stop Falcon
1: mm-hmm. You
0: know, or stop, stop the, uh I forget what they were trying to do. Oh, They were trying to stop the plane. That's what they were trying to stop. Yeah. And then, uh, then Falcon was like, oh, never mind. And then, yeah. Rody fell all the mm-hmm. way to the ground. And for some reason, he didn't turn into soup in his suit. Yep. <laughs> anyway, getting back to our our main point, which was, uh, conformity and kind of living in this type of suburban, uh, suburban world. What is, what is, like, what has stuck out to you? Like, it, what do you, what What do you imagine this could really work for in, in terms of like how they're going to define this type of conformity within, uh, within Vision specifically?
1: They've seen, we've seen a lot of interactions where Vision attempts to conform, realize that there's something off with all the other people. Wanda hasn't picked up on it, but Vision has in the series. Yes. I wonder if Vision is going to reject conformity mm-hmm. by the end of the series. Yeah. Um, And try to convince Wanda maybe to set the universe back or whatever. If Wanda is the one who has ultimately done that. I, I'm still hedging my bets to say that Wanda is being controlled by someone else because I don't quite like the narrative of Wanda's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, We could save that for our Wanda episode. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think vision at the, he, he's clearly making attempts to conform Mm -hmm. but he seems to at least question and maybe will ultimately lead to rejecting those ideals. Mm -hmm. The way in which they interpret that in this series is vision attempting to, to, to appease his boss, you know, wanting to engage in the talent show. Like that's vision's desire. But -hmm. then at the end of each episode, vision will have a moment where he realizes I can't do this. Vision Mm -hmm. will save his boss by using his superpowers. Vision will blow his cover during the talent show. Um, whether that's on purpose or not, I guess Vision makes the choice of trying to conform by using gum, by chewing gum and hanging out with his coworkers, which may act more as a warning for conformity, right? Mm-hmm. You can interpret. Yeah. I think uh, on, on a base level, you can interpret it that way. And then in the third episode, Vision—that's where that's where I see Vision really genuinely questioning what's going on their neighbor is sawing into a wall and vision's like this doesn't seem right and then starts asking questions
0: (laughs) yeah i think i mean i think you're right he is meant to to kind of be an audience stand-in for realizing that things are a little bit uh strange here i feel like i mean this is is one more reason why episode four i think is bad and that it's just like yeah things are not perfect here of course that's kind of what Vision's been doing this whole time, of discovering little tiny things, little little glitches in their little mini matrix, of being like, oh hey, something, something doesn't work here. And I think that's also playing with his type of like kind of logistical mind of, you know, even I, like you know, as weird as I am, I can still tell that there are things here that don't make sense. You know, pe- mm-hmm. people are not behaving in 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 ways in which in believable ways, mm-hmm. and that's like playing with his character. And eventually how he would even begin to see through the uh, the world that's been created around them. In that, if this vision is a projection, this is, this is, you know, we're, we're getting into headcanon territory. Uh, if, if this vision is just a projection of Wanda in the end, I do kind of like the idea that it is, like, he is technically a part of her and his relationship and love for her is ultimately what's going to kind of be the thing that kind of snaps her back to reality. Like Like, almost like let go of me a bit. That like the better part of our relationship will show you that you don't need to to do this or you don't need to be sucked into this world. You don't have to be afraid of what uh what makes you different. Mm-hmm. in a way in which like a, a loving partner can can be. Mm-hmm. And and someone who understands her. And it also would make sense that she couldn't replicate all replicate him perfectly because you know, Vision is his own sentient person with all his own like individual kind of quirks and flaws, and that's why you know, this version of vision can feel so silly and different than uh than the vision we know in the MCU. Uh, because it it's just it's not him, right? And so him being that projection, I think, can still uh, still lend itself to a more respectable narrative to both Wanda's own uh agency and their and their relationship that's been built this whole time, you know? But you know, this this is all conjecture at this point. Because I don't know how the series is going to end. And yeah, it's just, I think I just like that idea a bit more because it also treats his death with a little more weight. It's like you know, Vision vision doesn't, vision doesn't have to come back. Vision doesn't even have to come back as, what what, what is what is White Vision called?
1: Oh, um, I don't remember. The, From the, the comics, the, the... I don't remember. Vision
0: 2.0, I'm forgetting the name.
1: Mm-hmm. Activision active (laughs) (laughs) no um I, i i agree with you i i agree with you on on all those points i i hope the series heads rather in that direction um but i think something that's really interesting about play with that idea of vision being dead is that he was given life by the mind stone right Something that seemingly if we're going to think of the Mind Stone and the way it's been used in the MCU and the way it's being used in in Infinity War and Endgame. And now I would say in this series, the Mind Stone was originally like a mind control device used by Loki in the first Avengers movie. But eventually it gave Vision his own sentience and, and mind and control over that control mm-hmm. over his being. And mm-hmm. the way that it's been characterized through Vision's, Vision's actions is very logical. Yes. So is this a way for the MCU to try and I think, in my opinion, use, use the baby scissors and cut out this, this little box of mind is logic and soul being the soul stone? Uh, soul mm-hmm. is like empathy and chaotic.
0: Because her powers are so loosely defined, doesn't Wanda's powers stem from the Reality Stone? Because she has like the red, uh, red, uh, color to them.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's meant to imply that way. Technically, she was experimented on in the in the movies by the Mind Stone. Actually, Mm-hmm. there was like some sort of evil Nazi technology that was implemented with the mind stone and she got turned and has this power she isn't like an omega level mutant like she was in the comics years ago in mm-hmm. fact she's not even a mutant in the comics anymore <laughs> no more mutants but oh god um that, once again that's for the wanda episode we'll talk about that comic book where she says no more mutants in the in the wanda episode but for for vision and the way that he's characterized with his mind do you think that in death this is how he's been able to embody some more chaotic traits? Yeah. You know, it's, it's,
0: uh, once again, I I don't say this in the too type of grandiose way because he, by dying and staying dead, he's almost done the thing that no human Avenger up until Endgame has been able to do. No one stays dead, right? Like, that's just a comic book thing, you know? If someone dies, you know, within a year, Superboy will punch reality, Mephisto will do some random shit, That'll bring someone back. They might be evil for a little bit, but they'll be back <laughs> as some fucking version of themselves with a new look that they could sell toys in. It's just like... Yeah. That is just like... That's just how comic books work, right? That's just how this type of uh, narrative goes. And maybe that's why I think... That, like that I, I like that Vision is a continuous ca- continued casualty throughout this story because it, it does treat his death with endgame... End with a bit more weight than it, or I'm sorry, in Infinity War, with a bit more weight than it originally had, because it's just, or else it just comes back. Especially for someone that you would assume that you could just put back together again, and it kind of gets at that, like there is a person in there underneath all of that, like programming and something. There's something that you can't replicate, and ultimately that's kind of what gives Vision his humanity, right? His, or even like I guess you could say, like you're getting it earlier, his soul. The fact that mm-hmm. there is something intangible within him that can't be just recreated by just putting the mind stone in a in a different body, you know? Yes. And all it took was the power of Thor smacking a hammer. <laughs> all it took was all it see, look, Thor actually did something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good for Thor. Pre-Ragnarok, Thor actually did something. <laughs> <laughs> this is a side tangent. I miss Thor with an eye patch. I miss Pirate Thor. You miss Pirate Thor? I miss Pirate Thor.
0: Well, I wonder why, like, you know why wouldn't they why would they give him an eye? Because it's a different colored eye. Yeah. So like does that mean does that mean Chris Hemsworth is just walking around with a colored contact all the time?
1: The, probably the not. Scenes? They probably edit it in. But isn't that more work than an eye patch? I know. I don't know. It's just like one of the issues with the mcu and we're kind of seeing that throughout this episode is that characters are rather written inconsistently because you have different writers and directors who are taking these characters and doing something else with them Mm -hmm. this like even if you're paying attention to like the spider-man in the the avengers movies is different from the spider-man in spider-man homecoming or spider-man far from home there's slightly different versions of the character and that tends to happen in the same in comic books right when you have a big crossover event, sometimes characters get screwed over. In fact, the infamous um or I rather the famous um uh Civil War uh crossover that's base that the Civil Captain America Civil War is based off of. Like that was famously known for just wrecking a bunch of different characterizations. Captain America was not the Captain America that had been established no. in like 50 years of publication. Spider-Man for some some fucking reason gave up his identity during that which is something that has never happened before no like and like stuff like that happens all the time and usually as you've alluded to the idea of like death and rebirth rebirth in comic books is an opportunity to change that right
0: mm-hmm. you're like
1: hey we didn't like the way this character was was characterized or hey we missed this character we're gonna do something different with them we're gonna mm-hmm. refresh them whatever and it's interesting to see and speculate about vision in this series being and like staying dead Mm -hmm. because right now we have right now in the MCU, Loki technically died in infinity war. And now he has his own TV series where it's like an alternate version of Loki. It's like Loki from earlier in the timeline is now the current Loki. It's a way to keep the character going.
0: Like it's not the worst idea because Having them still as as a, as a ghost or some type of uh, phantom of what they once were, it's not a terrible idea from a writing standpoint to have a lasting presence of your character still in your story. I guess it's just, you know, in the ways in which we know comic books can get off their rocker and just, you know, all of a sudden we're all back to life. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's just, you know, and obviously we're pointing to the, the silliest examples as a result. Uh, and I'm not even saying I want another like cataclysm style event where everybody dies, kind of thing. You know, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. gets his head exploded, kind of thing. Wolverine gets the adamantium ripped from his, uh, ripped from his body. You know, a whole bunch yeah. of like weird, indulgent, into like very like hyper violent ways of her heroes. I don't want that either. Like if it's already, if it's already, if you're already choosing to engage with death and grief in this way, and I think that ultimately, you know, we're saving some of that stuff for the Wanda episode. It's probably going to deal more with her grief. And her and her uh kind of anxiety around this. Then like engage with it, right? Like, you know, treat treat vision with like his 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 due. And that's why I think I like the idea of him, even if he ultimately just ends up being a reanimated corpse this whole time, his you know, his like kind of like sentience and love for Wanda can still be given like a certain amount of weight because ultimately that could be part of what helps her kind of snap back. Because yeah that like that shows their relationship had meaning it kind of pulls on that idea of that like the nature of their foil tell the kind of, kind of conformity and other stuff that yes like this these all these weird silly little characteristics that he had there's no way you can, re- you can recreate them because that level of difference is what made him lovable in the beginning yeah what does he say what's the last thing he says to wanda all i feel is you there we go.
1: Yes. All I mm-hmm. feel is
0: you. And I feel like that is that is a good uh that's like a good way to not only send off his character and two characters that have been kind of in a interlinked this entire time, but also because he feels. Just mm-hmm. like all our just all our lovable android people, he feels. Even in all his cybernetic bodies. Which I'm just thinking, too, most of Infinity War is also him running around being injured.
1: Oh that's right, yeah.
0: It's like he he has a he has all the things we recognize, right? He's kind of the MacGuffin in that movie too, because everyone's trying to get his Mind Stone. Hmm. I think what we're learning is they should just had Shuri make the Vision. Would have been no big deal. Yeah.
1: Shuri should have done it. Shuri should have done it. So, Michael, I think this. Uh, I think we can. Uh, we can ask the question. Do you find Vision to be a worthy champion?
0: Yes, I think I like Vision enough. I think, uh, and specifically the MCU, I like our adorable, you know, uh, robot that lacks social cues. I think he and Wanda have a good dynamic with each other. I think his, you know, even even when he has been in the wrong, he has a consistent enough characterization, and it's more probably just a byproduct of he just doesn't get enough time in the spotlight. To to, mm-hmm. to really flesh that out. But I think for now, yeah. I would say the vision is is a is a good, interesting, and fun hero to 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 be played with and uh to watch on screen. What about you?
1: I say yes with the stipulation that he must be with Wanda. Mm-hmm. I think Vision on his own isn't incredibly interesting. Damn. <laughs> I I think Vision um the only real experience I think we've had with vision standing alone or attempting to stand alone as a character is in age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you're just excited because there's a new character with some new superpowers. And if you're nerds like us, you recognize him from the comics. But Mm -hmm. I think vision serves as a hero, the best when he is placed in contrast or in a relationship with Wanda. Because like mm-hmm. he pointed out, when, when 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 he says, all I feel is you, that's only capable because of his relationship to her, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether that's fleshed out enough at that point, that's debatable. But <laughs> v- Vision is interesting because of him having a relationship to Wanda.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: trying to, uh, to attempt to appeal to that humanity. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how... He will appeal to a more human side throughout the rest of the series and the different ways that we can identify with him. Yeah. You know, we'll see if he ends up being revived or if he's just going to be a corpse and stay dead. Who's to say? Who's to say?
0: Hopefully, hopefully this, this series will continue to kind of define them as individuals and like in their difference, even from each other Mm -hmm. to, to, to kind of make them feel like fully fleshed out characters by the end of it. Because yeah, I like the Vision enough, you know. He's not my favorite hero. He Ain't no Spider Man. He Ain't no Scarlet Witch for that matter. But he's the, <laughs> I still true. like him. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think he's enjoyable enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm gl- I'm glad you seem to get a kick out of him.
0: It's because he does a magic show. That's the only reason I like
1: him. <laughs> yes. Um. For uh. For those of you who might not know, Michael uh, had a stint in magic for a while back. It's in true. fact. Um, In fact, you used to do some close-up magic yourself. Yes, and,
0: you, and I will. I will preface this with saying this was not when I was like when we were in high school or in middle school. I was in like late college when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I had a magic phase. <laughs> Man, so, you got
1: real good with those card tricks. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm glad you. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> well, I hope you could bring some of your magical. uh, expertise when we talk about wanda
0: yes me too Mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be lots of fun uh Mm. but no this this has been great i'm glad we got to talk about uh, specifically one of the heroes that probably doesn't get talked about enough in the mcu probably for some good reasons uh and some bad but yeah it's i think i specifically want to talk about them even though he wasn't quite uh you know this character is kind of is kind of all over the place because i think this new series is actually good like i we're in the camp of we think this i mean i don't want to put words in your mouth bud but i think this series is actually good and like better than like quote-unquote people are calling the traditional
1: marvel format yeah i i I would agree i think wandavision is so far shaping up to be a good series Mm -hmm. um episode four is a bit awkward Episode four sucks. I would, I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say is that it sucks, but I would I say I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I um, know, I know. I think, it, I understand why it's structured the way it is. I mm-hmm. get, I, I get why they did this. I just hope that it can mo- maintain this momentum and keep pulling its own magic tricks because this wasn't so much of a trick we kind of saw this coming so i hope that there's another twist later on and they're not just like this is the big twist episode four um i think in hindsight we might think of this as a better episode but that's just me anyway enough about a very specific episode of television we're talking about the vision we've talked about the vision rather um and we hope you enjoyed it yeah
0: Thank you very much for listening, everybody, for uh, listening to us ramble about uh, our robot man for a good chunk of time. We will be back next week to talk about another champion. But for now, thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: All right, thank you for listening to another episode of Champion Casters. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And if you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Facebook,
1: Twitter, and Instagram at champion underscore cast. You can also email us any of your thoughts or questions at championcasters at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to give thanks to the following. Shan Theobald for our logo artwork. Adam Renro for our intro and
0: outro music. Joseph Tomlin for managing our social media. And Michael Ruiz for editing our episodes. (laughs) And I have been your host, Michael Ruiz. You can find me at twitter.com at next underscore entry. And the video essays I write on my YouTube channel, Next Entry.
1: I have also been your host, Joseph Tomlin. You can find me at twitter.com and Instagram at joke Tomlin. That is J-O-U-K-T-O-M-L-I-N. Thanks again for
0: listening, everyone.